What's going on, everybody? Welcome back on November 19th, 2020 to the All Out Blitz Podcast Week 11 Preview. You're here yep. with Jeff. And Brady. And we're ready to talk Week 11. Yeah. Yesterday we just talked Week 10 and what happened and the craziness and the game winners and the not-so-good games. Yeah. And we take a look at previewing Week 11 and folks, I think we're in for possibly the best weekend of football so far in this ridiculously crazy season. I don't know about that. I do. We've had a pretty good week so far. Any week with football is a good week. But this week so far, I think, just looking at it on paper, seems like this could be the best week yet if all players and teams are able to show up and play their best football. Now, that rarely happens, but we'll see. Yeah. Typically, we talk on this show about what's going to happen in the coming week, and lately, it seems anyway, primetime games have not been very exciting. No. I think, what was it? We started week one, maybe, week two, somewhere around there. I was really excited about the Battle of Ohio with Cleveland and uh, the Browns and the Bengals, because I, I wanted why. to see what happened there, right? I don't know why. And then it seemed like everything just fell off, or maybe there was a good game here. But lately, it just seems like the primetime games, when you just look at them on paper, just I don't understand the scheduling process of the NFL and why these games were chosen. Well, this, well, this week, game is pretty decent. I'd this say. week, it seems like they took all those crappy weeks that we've seen so far. And, got, and just threw them away and said, how can we put what should be some of the best football we see this year all in week 11? And it starts tonight in about four hours with a divisional game with Rusty Russ and his troubling Seahawks. Because they've been in trouble lately. They have not been playing good fall football. He's been throwing a lot of interceptions, and they've been losing against the red-hot Arizona Cardinals. Against the bomb.com Cardinals. That's going to be an interesting football game tonight. Because yeah. so far, lately, past three weeks or so, the Arizona Cardinals look like they are more than a head above and look like they're in a completely different league than what the Seattle Seahawks have been playing like. Now, both teams are 6-3. and three, Yeah. And this is a very key and crucial divisional contest to see who's going to stay on top in that NFC West. Because you have a three-way tie in the NFC West for first place. All teams are 6-3 and three between the Cards, the Seahawks, and the Rams. Wow. And then, of course, you have the Niners Gorgeous. with, I think, four wins. I think they got. Yeah, they're terrible. Well, because of injury, let's put that out there. But this game tonight, I think, is going to be really interesting. It's going to be very telling on is Seattle an actual playoff contender? And I say playoff contender, not Super Bowl contender, playoff contender because of how difficult that NFC West division is. Is Kyler Murray ready? To be MVP. Not just to be MVP, but to show why he should be in that conversation and to show that the NFC West is now his and the Cardinals. 
Are you taking? Taking the, taking the Cardinals. Yeah, it's a pretty simple answer. I Cardinals. don't think it's simple. I think I think if you look at recent recent weeks, um, it is simple. It, it's the Cardinals by a lot. But if yeah. you if you take a look at history, Russell Wilson tends to show up in big games. He's been real. He's been off. I mean, and that's why we started calling him Rusty Russ. He seems like he's rusty. When he's when he started the year looking like the lone wolf in the MVP race. Yeah. I think he's completely out of that conversation right now. I don't care what anybody says. If you have three straight weeks with multi-interception games and your team is losing, you're automatically out. Unless you come and, and blow people out the rest of the year and put up insane numbers, you're not in the conversation anymore. Yeah. Kyler Murray, on the other hand, second-year quarterback. Yep. I mean, last doing, year doing won, it with his arm, doing it with his legs. Last year won Rookie of the Year, I'm pretty sure. Offensive Rookie of the Year last year. Yep. yep. Um, I'm taking the Cardinals in this game. I, I, notice we didn't play a sound with this. Yeah. This does have potential to be game of the week. It does, but on about like on paper, it's just like... like well, On like, paper, I'll when you look it. at it, it looks great. But when you think of how each team has been playing the last couple of weeks, it doesn't look so good for Seattle. No, like like it's definitely it's definitely a game. It's definitely a game to watch, but it's not going to be like you're sitting by the TV like 20 minutes before the game starts, like getting ready for it. Yeah. Um, also, Chris Carson still unlikely to play tonight against the Cardinals. Yeah. Notice all of I think I don't remember if we talked about it yesterday in the episode or if me and you were just talking about it offhand. But it seems like all the troubles that that Seattle's been having has been since Carson's been hurt. Yeah, is we it, talked about that last episode. And I say is it the lack of the the true running game, the experienced running game with Chris Carson? I'm not sure. It seems like there's a connection there. But I don't I don't know what's up with Russ and his decision making lately or whatever has been happening. I'm not sure. It's just crazy to think maybe about. Maybe they need to be, maybe they need to bring back Mr. Beast mode. Back to maybe the they need to uh, I don't know sign a couple more weapons somewhere. Like, wasn't Josh Gordon now legal to come back and play again? Where's he at? I thought they had uh, control over his rights. I think he might be suspended. I'm not sure though. Yeah, but he shouldn't be anymore because smoking pot is now legal yeah. <laughs> in the NFL. So if that's legal, he should automatically be reinstated. If he wants, maybe he doesn't want to play anymore. I don't know. Yeah, but. because like, like with the running game or whatever, like I can say that I know he's a rookie, but DJ Dallas isn't going to get the backfield. He's he's not. He doesn't have the experience to actually like, help help this team the way that it needs to be helped, like Chris Carson can. Yeah, he's more of like he's more of like a decoy kind of running back for now. Yeah. There's Until, definitely a lot of potential when you see him run the ball. But there's going to be, like, in about maybe, like, two or three seasons, he might be starting to get, like, experienced with the league. And if he actually stays with Seattle, he's going to be getting experience with their playbook. Yeah, it's a little tough right now. And, like I said, I'm, it's, I'm not sure what's going on with Russ. I don't know if he's just trying to, you know, typically he's very smart with the football. But he's been making really yeah. bad decisions, like, bad throws. Is something wrong with him? I don't know. But. Yeah, because, like, the first, like, I want to say, like, five, seven weeks into the season, he looked he, like he was Russell Wilson of old. He was balling out. Yeah. I mean, just like he always does. Now he's looking this, like the new Lamar. Car- <laughs> carrying this team on his back. 
But the Cardinals are definitely for real. The defense is is stacked. Um, I can keep. I can firmly say that if the Cardinals keep playing the way they're playing, they're definitely going to be a playoff team. Oh, for sure. For sure. I don't think there's any doubt in playoff. I think they're looking at a long run here. I'm pretty sure, to give, actually. To give good old Fitz one final one final shot at this thing. I'm pretty sure if in like if they get three more wins, they've locked up a playoff spot. Yeah, potentially nowadays. <laughs> yeah. Just cut um, out the East. They got another playoff spot. Exactly. Um, you're taking the Cardinals too, right? Yeah. All right. I'm 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 looking forward to see what happens. I'm I'm kind of I'm, I'm hoping Russ can can pull something together and they and they get back to being that competitive team that they've been in the past. I think that makes this a better game and better football and just better entertainment for all of us to watch and take in. Um, but I, yeah, I, Cardinals are playing amazing football as long as they don't have any kind of weird. I don't want to say hangover, but hangover from that ridiculous win. Yeah, against the Bills. That's that's about my only, only little hang up on it. Speaking of which, um, just a little bit of like a minor note. Um, earlier today, it was announced that um, in Madden NFL Twenty One, DeAndre Hopkins is now going to join the Madden Ninety Nine Club after that Hail Mary catch. I know it's amazing. After one catch, you become a ninety nine. Well, it's well, he got a forty one yard Hail Mary. So, well, so do a lot of people. Yeah, notice Diggs didn't. Very true. I hate Madden so much. <laughs> I really it's a, such it's like the worst football Michael game Thomas, ever. It, the game is terrible when Michael Thomas is still a ninety nine overall when he should be ninety five at the most. Ninety two at the most. <laughs> Let's not talk Madden because I hate Madden. Uh, next game is uh, is going to be this here for the bowl of the week. For the bowl of the week, and it's it's not an NFC East battle because there are not any of those well, going on right now. But it contains it. an NFC East team where the Washington football team is taking on the Cincinnati Bengals. Bengals. A man can hope it's not going to happen. The Washington football team is going to win. A man can hope though. There's the there's, a, win. there's a lot that can go into this. Um, you know, we were talking before we started recording here. Which which game is uh, game of the week? What games toilet bowl of the week? And and this uh, was it's hard it's hard was, to pick. This might have been our toughest week to choose. What game of the week? It and was what because toilet bowl of the week was. It, we're going to talk about this throughout the rest of the episode. But there are so many good. There are games so many like this week. good games. There are games that are just like I mean I guess I'll watch it. There are other games that are just like who wants to watch that? And there's ones like I gotta see this. Yeah, I know. Um, this has got to this this got to be like the toughest week so far. Yeah, this game here. I mean, I don't know. I'm, you know, I'm looking to see what Joey, my boy Joey Burrow, is going to be doing here. Taking the Bengals. No. Oh. I'm taking Washington. Good job. They're I'm taking win. Alex Smith to get his first win, coming back from this injury. Have they not won yet? Not since he's been back. I don't know. As the starter, I'm taking Alex Smith. And rookie running back Antonio Gibson, who's been doing phenomenal this season, hasn't he? Yeah, um, I'm definitely taking. I'm taking Washington here. I just I don't think Cincinnati has it. I think there's something going on there in the locker room with AJ Green. O line. Um, o line's terrible. You were um, actually talking to me about that um, the one time we were throwing the football. That since AJ Green's like getting older now, he should kind of play like slot receiver or something like that because he, needs, he really needs to look into doing what Larry Fitzgerald did with Arizona, yeah, where yeah. he was he was this number one wide receiver for so long, and it's more of an ego thing, which thankfully Fitz doesn't have. Um, where you got to realize 
your speed decline, your acceleration decline, your separation op- opportunities decline. You got to look at maybe taking on a different role. And I think that's on him to say, to, to kind of be like, all right, this is the kind of, this is the receiver I need to be now as I'm, as I'm getting older and slower and more injury prone. And, and he's been injured quite a bit in the last couple of seasons. I think this is all still in Cincinnati. Yeah. Cincinnati needs to understand this, that they have this phenomenal rookie receiver in T Higgins that, that he literally, he's their number one receiver. Yeah. And if they had a healthy John Ross, um, I don't think John Ross is even close to number one. I think him he and AJ Green can do a little bit between the number three, he possibly. Also, he also doesn't want to like play there either. No. So they've got a lot going on between Ross not wanting to be in Cincinnati, which also he got hurt last this past week yeah. because he wanted to play corner in practice to do something for the team to help them out, which is interesting. Which is you know all the issues and battles they've been having lately. Um, but AJ Green needs to look to, to reinvent himself a little bit. Um, he's not that stud star wide receiver he used to be, and I, I think he knows that. Uh, I think his name might. still still thinks that you should bring that kind of attention, but it's just not true. Yeah, I think I think it's time for him to pass the torch to D Higgins now. Yeah, it's it's in, they're going to need a couple of more weapons, and I think it'll be another season or two until we see any of that happen with uh, with drafts to to start building Actually, up that offense. I don't know if you want to just pass the torch to Heat. To T. Higgins, but you just want to pass the torch by now. It needs to be somebody. Yeah, the only thing is, is, he's been playing. He's been playing for like a while now, and I think you might have said he's starting to like, kind of like regress now. He and definitely is. He has been the last couple of years, honestly. And I mean, that's yeah, you can, you can tell. But it's it's a mix between that and injuries, and I've never seen him drop so many balls as he dropped this year. No, it's I'm pretty just, sure like it's in the just first, been a bad. It's just been a bad year for him. I'm pretty sure in like the first week or something, he got targeted like ten times and only caught like three or something. Yeah, it's it's been no, pretty rough for him. Now, like again, that was like the first week, but that still kind of like that week still kind of proved to you that like he's he's regressing and not doing as well as he did maybe a few seasons ago. Yeah. Um, all right, you're taking the Bengals. I'm taking Washington. I think it's split. Yeah. It's a split here because you can go either way. I, mean, I think that's the first time that I actually talked about a football team more than you did. Possibly. It's all right. Yeah. <laughs> Next game is, uh, <laughs> I'll just say, it's the Atlanta Falcons coming back off a of bye week to take on the New Orleans Saints. The only person that we have to, um, because our defense has been doing pretty garbage all season, the only person we have to worry about there is maybe a wide receiver or two and definitely Alvin Kamara. Winston, he's not going to be that big of a threat. I hate the Saints. Of course you do. Let's just start by saying that. How's that? <laughs> I, okay, I hate, next game. I hate the Saints. I don't yeah. like Sean Payton. I can't stand him. No. And his personality and his attitude. I know this comes off negative, folks. I apologize. But I hate the Saints. And I'm just a true Falcons fan. That's just how it is. This game. I hate Michael Thomas, too. I mean, he's just, he's just a crybaby. That's all he is. But this game here. First of all, let's, let's set it. Because Drew Brees is not playing. Jameis Winston's getting the start. Um. So we're not we're not seeing the Saints at their best either. Um, it comes in still, I, I think, as a difficult game for Atlanta to honestly win because even though Jameis is Jameis, 
he's very familiar with Atlanta with playing them for the past five seasons twice a year. Yeah. When he was with the Bucks. Um you have the seven and two Saints against the three and six Atlanta Falcons. They just won two in a row and then a bye week. My concern is they lost some of that mojo because of the bye week. Yeah. But on the other hand, they had more preparation time because they knew they were going against the Saints and they can get the, all anything they need to get in. Yeah, and also um, Fowler, he hit the COVID list by uh, the bye week. Yep. Um, this game is either going to be the typical NFC smash, NFC South sma- smash mouth kind of game. Yeah. Where each team's going to bust each other in the chops and it's going to come down to a last drive. Or it's going to be like last year where we just blew them out the entire game. And like 27 to 10 or something. My bigger concern is that Atlanta gets torched. The defense. By Jameis Winston. And that would, that would be, be that would be very depressing. Sad. Yeah. Um, I'm taking the Atlanta. Guy threw, the guy who threw 30 interceptions last season. I'm taking Atlanta. I am too. Because I th- truly do think that Raheem Morris is getting what he needs out of these players finally, which Dan Quinn was not. And I think he has them working for each other finally again. Yeah. And, I, and, and no matter what happens this week, I do think Morris deserves a shot to be the full-time head coach next year. We are doing, I think we he's, are doing better than we did last season. Because I think he's deserved an interview. I think he's deserved consideration. And it's um, the offense, what I think needs to happen to win this football game, we know the defense needs to step up, right? That's every game. They need to step up and play football. They need to hit people. They need to cause some turnovers, and we need to capitalize. I think what is going to win this game for Atlanta is the offensive firepower has to be like nothing we've seen yet this year. Calvin's running routes. It looks like he should be back, and I think him and Julio need to go absolutely off. Yeah. I think Matt needs to throw for close to 400 yards and four touchdowns. To win this football game, Gage needs to play like he was showing, like he's played like the first like three weeks or something. I don't think if Calvin's playing, I don't think he's gonna have to do as much. It would be helpful if he can, especially as that number three. But I think we're gonna need Hayden Hurst to block like he's never blocked before. Yeah, and I think Todd needs should to have a field day. He needs to because he hasn't in the best. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm without just because I, I will never take the Saints to win a football game. Uh, I'm, I'm still taking Atlanta here because yeah. I, I really do, and this is my stupid Falcons fan, just mindset is I think they've, I think this has kind of flipped a switch with them with this head coach being fired in the middle of the year or beginning of the season I should say actually, and being held accountable for what they need to get done. We're doing better than we were last year because, like, before our bye week, we were 1-7 and seven last year, and before our bye week this year, we were 3-6. and six. Yeah. So we got two more wins. Come on, so, Atlanta, keep it going. Or, come on, Atlanta, keep it going. Yeah, I I, th- I think, I mean, that's that's who I'm taking. I, that's just wh- how I feel about that whole situation. This game is just, this is, I mean, when you, if you ever look online and you see Saints fans and Falcons fans, when it is, when it's game week 
and these two teams play each other, yeah, dude, you could just feel you could feel the tension of We're this also, of this rivalry. Um, Atlanta's this is actually an away game for Atlanta too, yep. and we are wearing our. Th- Throwback uniforms this week, I'm pretty sure. If not, is the next time we face the Saints. Gotcha. All right, you're clearly taking Atlanta. Okay. Yes, yeah, Stanford rule. <laughs> next game. Yes. Has game. the opportunity to be, honestly, a toilet bowl game because it could be an absolute crushing blowout or it could be a trap game. And this is where the undefeated Pittsburgh Steelers take on the 1 and 8 Jacksonville Jaguars. And rookie backup quarterback Jake Luton. Steelers. Jags don't have a chance. They really don't. This 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 definitely has trap game written all over it for Pittsburgh because this is a team that they should absolutely destroy. I I don't think they're gonna destroy them either, actually. When they when like I, you said they should. I am taking Just take Jacksonville. Jacksonville. Yes. I think it's going to be hard for Jacksonville's offense to work against the Pittsburgh Steelers' defense. I think it's going to come down to special teams. It's going to be like a last-second field goal or something. No, I think it's going to be more like a punt return or a kick return for a touchdown. I think it's going to be maybe a fumble by Pittsburgh on a punt that puts Jacksonville in good position. Those types of scenarios that come up in this game. That's going to help Jacksonville barely squeak out a win here and deliver the first blow to that unblemished you know what? 9-0 gonna, record. I'm going to say this. If Jacksonville wins this game, I don't care if I've seen a better game the rest of the season. This will be my favorite game of the season. <laughs> I don't care if I see a better game. I will mark this as my as the best game of the season. All right. You're taking Pittsburgh. I would absolutely love if Jacksonville won, though. Okay. I'm taking the Jags on this one. Uh, next game, New England Patriots take on Houston Texans. Who are you taking? Both terrible, but I'm going to take New England. You know, this is pretty rough. I this was I, before, I have no before words. We started, before we started recording, um, we were discussing which should be toilet bowl of the week, and we ended up just deciding on the Bengals game. But this was my number two option because both teams. Because the Texans have been doing terrible all season, like they've been pu- they've been putting up points and they've been like putting up numbers, but they have not been winning games. Um, and New England, they they are like the same, but they have not been winning by more than about five, like more than like a touchdown these last I want to say maybe three games. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, it's this game is is kind of one of those games where you're like, really anybody can win it. Right, because both of them are equally as... Well, that's kind of with every game. Like, any team can win. I know, but this game specifically is any team can win just because they're both kind of average. Yeah. And it's hard to even imagine or talk about or come up with words to say, what in the world happened from last season to this season with the Houston Texans? I think the Texans need DeAndre Hopkins. Actually, I take that back. Because, like I said earlier, I, they've been like they've been putting up points. Will Fuller, he's been putting up points. He's Brandon been Cooks phenomenal. been playing really good. Brandon Cooks, Deshaun Watson, like everyone's been doing good. They just cannot. The defense is bad. Yeah, they also just cannot close out a game. I'm gonna take Houston. 
because, right. I mean, for Pete's sake, defense has to, has to show up sometime. Yeah. And you may as well do it against a subpar offense like the Patriots has right now. Yeah. Cam Newton isn't Cam Newton of all, where he can move around so easily. He's a big-bodied dude, not as quick as he used to be. J.J. Watt is gonna. J.J. Watt's gonna have at least two sacks. I also have a feeling, like you've been saying, pretty much since like week nine, I want to say that at the end of the season, J.J. Watt will no longer be a Houston Texan. I think that. I think. I think that's that's gonna stay course. I mean, that's he's gonna he's gonna be he's gonna be on a team because absolutely any team would take him if they had the chance. Yeah, but um. Yeah, I feel like he's not going to be a Houston Texan. And, like, as these years, or as, like, these seasons go on, he's going to also, like, start regressing, too. So he's not going to be getting as many sacks as, like, he used to. He's not going to be getting as many tackles as he used to. He's just... There's going to be one year where he's just not going to look like J.J. Watt at all. Yeah. I mean, he had a couple of those years when he was kind of dealing with injuries and he when he did. got major, massively injured a couple of years in a row there. Yeah. But I, I do. I think they're going to have to move on from him, um, which is unfortunate because I know he, he's just, just meant a ton to that, that community there over the years. And I know he cares for them just as much as they care for him. But, I mean, I'm going to take the Texans in this game just because, I mean, they have to start showing glimpses of something or, honestly, everybody but Deshaun Watson is in jeopardy on that team. Yeah. To leave. I mean, that's including whether they want to give Romeo Cornell a shot at being a full-time head coach next year. I mean, if they can't win football games, who cares? Like, none of them are going to have a shot. Anybody's up for grabs. I feel like they probably also should try and grab a running back in either free agency or, like, in the draft because isn't, like, Duke Johnson's been in the league for, like, a while now, hasn't he? Well, they had David Johnson now from the Cardinals, and he got hurt. Yeah. Because, like like I said, like, Duke Johnson, he's been in the – Duke Johnson. He's, he's been, been around for a while. Yeah. yeah, so he's going to start getting slower. He's not going to be more agile, and I don't even know who their backup is after that. <laughs> so they should probably try and grab one at a free agency if they can, if not try and get one. Well, like free agency's a, over, so. Uh, that's true. So they're so going to have to think probably, about draft. So also probably going to try and grab one maybe late third, early fourth. We'll see. I don't know. They might have to know. go higher than that. They're going to have to really do something different here. But just think, just think, though, okay, because Bill O'Brien was their head coach and their general manager. That's true. They have interim people in those spots right now. When they make a decision, depends who they bring in as GM, that's going to have probably a lot more control over that drafting process when draft time comes around next year. Yeah. They're they're probably going to start – they're going to be – I don't think they're even going to be in talks next year to be playoff contending team. I think they're going to do a rebuild. I think it's yeah. going to be two, three years, unfortunately, for, for Deshaun to, to be able to deal with that. Yeah. Um, next game. Philadelphia Eagles taking on the Cleveland Browns. I'm taking the Browns. There's not much to say about it. Philly's Philly, and I think I think with that running game for Cleveland with Hunt and Chubb, I don't think there's any – there's no doubt in my mind they're going to win this football game. What about fantasy? I don't care as long as he scores. I might even bench him because he ticked me off last week. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Browns without a doubt, because Eagles, like, you went up against the Giants last week, and everyone knows, like, they're the Giants, and your defense did squat against that Giants offense. They're not going to be able to slow down that running back tandem. Not many teams can, and the Eagles definitely are They're definitely, like, a 
like if there's like NFL like running back combos, um, Hunt and um, Chubb, Chubb, they're definitely like top five for like running combos. I think it's top three, maybe top. Oh, just number one. Number one. I don't yeah. know another running back tandem that's better. I don't either. <laughs> I just I don't. It's, it's ridiculous. Uh, well, next Browns, game. Next game. Uh, Detroit Lions taking on the Carolina Panthers. Ooh, that's tough. That's going to be a good football game, I think. I wonder why I say that. Earlier today, two things come out. Number one, this is going to be P.J. Walker's first NFL game as a starting QB because Teddy B is, is, is either number one out or he's number two doubtful. And um, on the Lions side, Mr. DeAndre Swift um, has just gone has just gone on uh, concussion protocol. Yeah, they still have Adrian Peterson. He's old. Yeah, but he's still a beast. I feel like that's probably one old person in the NFL that hasn't really started to regress yet. I'm taking Detroit for the for the fact that Teddy B is unlikely to play. McCaffrey not playing. Yeah. You got Matthew Stafford and that team there. Even with Swift being out, they have other pieces that they can fill in. They do. Nicely. Yeah, I'm taking Detroit. I think it's going to be a good football game, though. Honestly, I mean, you're looking at Detroit's four and five. You're looking at the Panthers three and seven. But they fight in their games, dude. They are tough games for each of these guys. It's going to be a tight game. It's going to be one of those games like 30 to 27 again or something like that. It's going to be a good football game. It's going to be a tight game. Uh, next game, I don't know what to say. This has, if you look at history, and I say history as last season, this has potential to be game of the week. Okay. Tennessee Titans taking on the Baltimore Ravens, both teams six and three. This Tennessee Titans, terrible. Tennessee Titans and Baltimore both playing not very good recently. One team is going to have to come out of this with a victory. Last season in the playoffs, Tennessee and Derrick Henry broke Lamar. I'm going to make... Could I'm, you imagine that in this game, Lamar actually shows up like last season? Lamar? I'm, I'm going to make a prediction. Uh, before he makes a prediction, I just want to say the Ravens are winning this game. Okay. My prediction. If the Ravens win this football game, this will be the turning point with Lamar Jackson where he turns into Lamar Jackson MVP for the rest of the year. That's my if, prediction. If they, win. If, they, if they win. If they win this game, it'll be because Lamar did something spectacular and he becomes MVP Lamar again. You also have your other prediction, which is the Earl Thomas prediction. Or not really prediction, but whatever. Conspiracy theory. theory. Yeah, where every team he goes to, the team just gets broken. I'm taking the Tennessee Titans. Your theory could be wrong about Earl Thomas, though, because Earl Thomas left Seattle in, what, like 2015, 16? I'm just saying, hey. Sometimes things take time. I'm taking the Titans because I think Derrick Henry is going to get back to form here because that Baltimore defense, even though on paper looks like number one, they're garbage. Campbell's out, too. And I don't – I think that Tennessee defense knows and understands Baltimore very, very well, and they're not going to have an issue slowing down Lamar. Goliath Campbell's out, too. Yep. So – uh, next game. Next game. The O and nine New York Chargers Jets are taking on the two and seven LA. Joey Burrow is going to get his not, not Joey Burrow. Herbie. Herbie. 
Herbie is going to get his first, or I wouldn't maybe say first, but second win as a Charger. Uh, oh, boy. I'm taking the Chargers, too, because I, I love, you were thinking about it I love Herbie, and I love Keenan Allen. Um, man, this just seems like one of those games, though, doesn't it, where the Jets are just going to get their first win? It really does. Because the Chargers have a chance of just blowing stuff. Because the Chargers' defense has been doing terrible since, like, all Joe Flacco's getting the start again. He is, and he's been doing... He's been playing pretty well. He's been doing decent or good enough for the starting job on the Jets. And um, the Chargers' defense have been terrible, like, all season. Yeah, I'm going to take the Chargers, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Jets win this game. Not gonna lie, I'd be a little happy if the Jets won this game. No, I would not be happy. I want the Chargers. I got a buddy. Could this be? I got a buddy that's a Chargers fan, so I want him to be happy. Could this be the year that the Jets go zero and sixteen? Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. (laughs) Next game, Uh, the six and three. I said it. Six and three. Miami Dolphins. It's amazing. Take it on the three and six Denver Broncos. I'm taking Dolphins. I would cry if Denver won. I might. I might. I'm not going to lie. Miami Miami's is looking playing. like a playoff team. If they get four more wins, I'm going to cry of happiness. Uh, I would love to see Miami the, in the playoffs again. The defense is just unbelievable lately. Could and, this? And I just don't. Could this be the year where the Miami Dolphins go to the Super Bowl? Anything's possible. I mean, but I, the the Dolphins' defense has been playing lights out, and this week you're going against kind of a busted Drew Locke at the moment, where he's he's a little shaky. And week to week, he's you know a couple of picks here, a couple of picks there, not making good decisions. That defense for the Miami Dolphins is such a veteran-led defense that the mistakes just aren't there. And I hope I don't jinx them, but I think Dolphins are actually going to win this pretty heavily. I'm thinking like a 30-13 to 13 kind of game. Mm. I'm thinking more of like a 25-30 to 30 kind of game. Interesting. Dolphins are winning next game. Let's go. Next game. Dallas Cowboys taking on the Miami Vikings. I got the Vikings in this Wait, one. Wait, the what Vikings? What did I say? Miami Vikings. Did I? I'm just so on Miami <laughs> Dolphins. They wish they were the Miami. The Minnesota Vikings. They wish they were Miami. Then they'd be winning more games. The Minnesota Burn. Vikings. Taking the Vikings, I think Dallas is still between them and the Jets, one last, of the worst teams in football. Last game, by the way, I think was the first time that in a few weeks Dalvin Cook actually got shut down by uh, the Chicago Bears defense. He didn't get shut down. He didn't get more than a hundred rushing yards. He had over a hundred. He had about hundred and twenty yards from scrimmage. Yeah, yards, not rushing yards. He had ninety four or something. He, he 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 always gets about like three hundred rushing yards though. Two games only, and he had two hundred. And actually, it wasn't well, even was, 200 rushing little, yards. How do you go from being like in the MVP race to not even getting 100 rushing yards? Because the Bears have one of the best run defenses in football. Do they? Yes, they do. Their pass defense sucks. But the rush defense is one of the best in the National Football League. But you go as and far to say they are the best? Very close. Mm, it was better. Want to say the best? I don't want to say the best. <laughs> I don't want to say the best. Anyways, we're kind of getting a little off topic here. Yeah, it doesn't matter. 
They are literally one of the, statistically, the Bears have one of the best running defenses, and he still ran for almost 100 yards when they didn't even have to run the ball. That's true. And he still had over 100 yards from scrimmage, which is really what matters. Minnesota is winning this game as an earlier score, like a 30-6 to kind of game. Jeez, you're thinking a blowout. All right. It's obviously obviously going to be a blowout. Dallas has been doing terrible. I seriously, I think Dallas and the Jets are, are pretty much even. They are both the worst both, teams in football. They are both in. They are both in the drain by now. Yeah. In the toilet. Yeah, they're already floating in the septic tank. Next game is Green Bay Packers seven and two taking on the six and three Indianapolis Colts. I have I I want to say Packers, but I also have that feeling that the Colts are going to win this. I'm taking the Packers. Philly Rivers last week came out looking like. The old Charger Philly Rivers, good Philip Rivers, eight years ago. The good Philip Rivers. It's not going to last. Sorry, Colt fans, but it's like just said, not going to last. Like I said, I'm I'm obviously taking the Packers here, but it's. Did you say you said Adams ain't playing? No, Adams is not playing. So Devontae Adams is out. Lazard's still questionable. Scantling is questionable, I think, as well. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. But Rogers pulls rabbits. This out is going to be so. this is going to be uh, higher than twenty, lower than thirty, tight kind of score. So you're thinking a tight game. It's like I said, higher. It's going to be higher than twenty, but lower than thirty. It's, it's going to be a tight score. So I'm talking so about like 27, 24. Uh, yeah. Speaking my terms here, man. I'd say maybe about twenty, <laughs> twenty-five, about like a twenty-five, twenty-seven kind of game. Okay. Who are you taking? Uh, I'm obviously taking the Packers, but um, it's I always I still have like that feeling though that the Colts are going to win this because the Packers they're. Ever since, like... I'm going to go 26-14 Packers. Okay. I mean, the Packers, they've been like a back-and-forth kind of team. 7-2, and two, they don't go back-and-forth too often. Yeah, but, you know. Good game, close game is what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Yours is a good game, mine's close game. Yeah. All right, we're both taking the Packers here. Next game. All right, next game. All Up Blitz podcast game of the week where we are going to see the 8-1 and one Kansas City Chiefs take on the 6-3 and three Las Vegas Raiders. The revenge, revenge game. game where that one, that one single blemish on that Kansas City Chiefs record comes from these Las Vegas Raiders. Who are you taking? I'm taking the Chiefs. They're coming off of a bye. Okay. They're healthy. And they're mad. Because they know yeah. that that one is from these Las Vegas Raiders. This defense is tough. They are going to play even tougher. And I think this is going to be a punch-you-in-the-mouth kind of game from both teams. We're going to see Clyde and Le'Veon Bell run this ball down the Raiders' throat. While on the opposite side, we're going to see Josh Jacobs run it down the Chiefs' throat. And it's going to come down to a duel between Carr and Mahomes. Yeah, I'm going to do I'm, the first time this episode, I'm going. I am going to disagree with you and say that the Raiders are winning. You this think game. the Raiders are sweeping the Chiefs this year? Because they no, beat them only once. Win by about like less than five. I know, minutes. but they beat them once, and this is their second game against them. If they beat them again, it's a sweep of the reigning Super Bowl champions. It's not going to happen. I'm just hoping it's going to happen. Okay, you're taking the Raiders. Josh Jacobs is going to get it done. Derek Carr. Is going to be involved. Because <laughs> he touches the ball every time. Yeah. Okay. Next game. Are we still continuing? 
This game is going to be Kansas City 40, Raiders 17. You're thinking way too high. That's just my prediction. No, it's it's going to be about 39 Chiefs, 34 Raiders. Okay. We'll see what happens. It's going to be a high-scoring, close game. It'd be great if it ends up 6-3. to three. That'd be phenomenal. <laughs> that would suck. That'd be my favorite game of the week. All right, so I'm taking the Chiefs. You're taking the Raiders. I love that we're split on the game of the week, which is awesome. We were Final split on game. The other ones, pretty sure. Well, I, I, but the game of the week is always special. It is. Next game. Next game is our, is the Monday night game where the six and three LA Rams take on the seven and three Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Rams. Just, all right, man, too quick. I'm quick. The Rams. I'm taking them as well. Yeah. Um. Not going to get into too many reasons why, but picture this, folks. Thursday night, Cardinals, Seahawks. Sunday night, Chiefs, Raiders. Monday night, Rams, Bucks. This is by far is this not a good week? the best week of primetime games in the 2020 season. This there is, the first is time nothing that they, this close. This is the first time that they were actually smart about primetime games. These are all teams, first of all, with winning records. Yeah. A couple, couple divisional, I think this is the first divisional time games. Like, I'm pretty sure it's the first time in like six weeks that they actually had like a smart. Um, this is the games. first time all season. This this slate of games is absolutely phenomenal. For prime time games, we're both taking the Rams on this one. Yeah, that wraps up the re- the preview of Week Eleven. But it's flying by. We missed something yesterday at the end of the episode. Season's flying by. I hate it. It is, but we missed something yesterday. We are going to talk about. Rookies. So let's take a couple minutes to talk about rookies. Can I throw in a little? Because thing here? you wanted to talk. You were talking about rookie of the year yesterday. Oh uh, yeah. On who it may be, we were going to talk about it. We skipped it. Let's talk about it today. Uh, by the way, um, I'm pretty sure you told me that Tack McKinley is going to be signing with the 49ers. He's not. Oh, he's not. Oh wait. Yes, he is. Yeah, he is because he failed. He failed his physical with with the, the Bengals. Bengals. All right. Let's not give any screen time or air time to that loser. No. Um, All right, rookies. Anyway, sorry. Rookie of the really year. Really negative today. I apologize. No one likes him, so it's fine. Uh, I'm sure somebody does, like his mother. Uh, who, who do you think is going to be rookie, offensive rookie of the year? Ooh. Because uh, I think I know who you're thinking, and I don't even think there's a shot anymore. You thinking Chase Claypool? That's who you're thinking. That's who I was originally thinking, but now it's like, it's tough because DeAndre Swift is now up there, and I know he just like balled out maybe like this one game, but so did Clyde edwards there. I, I think the, I don't even think Clyde is in the picture. No, he's not. I think the offensive rookie of the year is going to be so much more difficult to pick. It's going to be, it's going to be the top two people up there is going to be Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert. That's it. Let, let me walk through a couple of scenarios with you. I'm just saying you, you got you got Herbie. There's okay? gonna be the top two people up. You there. got Herbie though. Which yes, he's one in seven as a starter, but they've lost all those games by by like five points or less. Okay? He's thrown for more touchdowns, more yards than Joey Burrow. That immediately puts him as quarterback above Joe Burrow for rookie of the year. Okay? Yeah. Because the Bengals aren't doing anything either. They're losing and just getting blown out. Chargers never Chargers never get blown out, and it's not because of Herbert why they're losing. Oh, it's their defense. Unfortunately, it's not QB rookie of the year. It's just offensive rookie of the year. So think of these other names. 
Well, well who do you think is going to be Offensive Rookie of the Year? Well, normally it's a quarterback. It is. And if it is, it's going to be Herbie. It is. Plain and simple. That's unless a, unless, unless be... Tua balls out the rest of the year and takes Miami to the playoffs. Joey? I don't think he has a shot because he plays for Cincinnati. Still, but hear me out though. The I there's well, they have to ha- they have to win uh, something then yeah, it's for him to do because if they don't win, then nobody's they're not going to be up for anything. What's well, going to be two of them? But he didn't play the whole year. That's what I'm saying. If he wins a lot and takes them to the playoffs and maybe wins well, a playoff did game, Herbert. I get that. Will you just relax for a second? I'm just saying. Tua will be offensive rookie of the year if the Dolphins continue to win. They get to the playoffs and win a playoff game. The reason I say that is because it's not guaranteed that it's a QB. When you have rookie wide receivers like Justin Jefferson and T. Higgins that are balling out since week one. Justin Jefferson has almost 800 yards receiving this year. That's true. He's definitely going to be up there. And then you look at people like T. Higgins, a little over 600 yards. And his targets are increasing week to week. You have running back from Jacksonville, James Robinson, almost 700 yards, five touchdowns, almost 250 yards receiving, and two. That's seven touchdowns for this guy. And he's a running back for Jacksonville. He is definitely in that picture. Now, if you want to go even further, you can go with offensive tackle Tristan Wirfs from the Bucks where he is a 90% pass block win rate in 10 starts with Tampa Bay. He is second in pass block win rate and first in run block win rate against all rookie tackles. Offensive rookie of the year is going to be the most difficult to pick this year. I'm going to take... Do they have like professionals kind of vote it or do they just like put like a poll on twitter or something no it's professionals oh, okay <laughs> it's just do a poll on twitter and see if people like the most no because offensive linemen would never win um i i'm gonna i'm you, gonna say it's more about, than you talk about yours for a little bit I'll it's think. it's more than likely gonna be i think tua or herbie but i think running back james robinson t higgins and justin jefferson are going to be right there at the top to really battle for that for that job. Antonio Gibson also from Washington. I think he he has a case made for himself. And I think those are really going to be the top people. Now, when it goes to defense, who do you think is going to be defensive rookie of the year? Defensive rookie of the year? That's tough because really no one's been like balling Everybody's going to think it's immediately Chase Young. Well, yeah, because he's like the only like most popular defensive player that got he's drafted. He's got, got 22 tackles, three and a half sacks, one forced fumble. I don't think it's going to be him. Well, I also just don't know because there are no like rookie defensive players that have really been balling out like all season. I think it's going to be one of two people. Who's that? I think it's going to be a safety, and it's going to either be from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers or the Carolina Panthers. Tampa Bay Buccaneer rookie safety Antoine Winfield, 52 tackles, one pick, two sacks, one forced fumble. Okay. Also played in at least 97% of all defensive snaps in nine games. He's always on the field. The other one is safety from Carolina Panthers, Jeremy Chin. 70 tackles and a pick. Five passes defended. 
also on special teams, running on fake punts and doing things like that. These two guys, I think it's going to be one of these two that are defensive rookie of the year. Uh, for defensive rookie of the year, I'm going to go with the Tampa Bay Bucks guy, Winfield, because he just sounds like he has better stats than the other guy does. I just um, both of those guys for rookies my are rookie, playing out of their mind. My rookie of the year, though, for offense, has got to be Justin Jefferson, because he's been balling out for. I mean, as just, long as I can remember. just think he had to fill the role of Stephon Diggs. Yeah, and that's a huge role. And I think he's done pretty well. Yeah, because like Stephon Diggs, he's a phenomenal wide receiver. So that's going to be obviously like a huge hole to fill. Uh, like you said, I think Justin Jefferson pretty much got that job done. Yeah. Awesome. Well, that about wraps up this episode, folks. Again, if you're new, hopefully you enjoyed the episode. If not, forget about it. Forget Just about it. Just delete it out of your memory. But appreciate you all listening. Everybody else that's been joining us for a while now, thank you again. Uh, appreciate you taking the we time almost, to spend a little bit of time with us here. We are almost on episode 50. And yeah, we would just like our we would just, 48th episode today. And we would just like to thank all you fans out there who have been with us for these for this or for these uh, 48 episodes. Absolutely, definitely appreciate you taking time spending this uh, spend it with us twice a week here during this yeah. season, as uh, this and of course throughout the off season and everything else. Hopefully, everybody's and just through this crazy year, just in general. Yeah, everybody. everybody hopefully, everybody's staying. Uh, healthy and looking forward to uh some holiday season time coming up here thanksgiving and just uh christmas is it a week i guess christmas is in less than two months yeah a little over a month only and about like a week or two it's going to be less than a month week for thanksgiving yeah um hopefully everybody's enjoying that everybody please enjoy week 11 just like we will be Uh, next we will see you we will see you around Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving Eve. Thanksgiving Eve. <laughs> awesome. Well, everybody have a great weekend. We'll see you next week. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Peace out. Bye.